and hello, listening audience of Divine Mercy Radio. My name is George Tolman, and it's good to be back with you. This is part two of our two-part series on the Sacred Heart Devotion on the One Body Show. As we resume our reflection of the Sacred Heart of Jesus, let's begin with a prayer. Please join with me in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O heart of love, I put all my trust in you, for I fear all things from my own weakness, but I hope for all things from your goodness. Amen. Heart of Jesus, most worthy of all praise, have mercy on us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our first reflection on the Sacred Heart of Jesus was a brief explanation of the promises of the Sacred Heart devotion. I want to spend a short amount of time reviewing some of the things we discussed in the first reflection to help shape this one. If you want to listen to that first reflection, you can access it on our Divine Mercy Radio website or on our app. For review, there are three primary components to the Sacred Heart devotion. Consecration, reparation, and devotion. The first is consecration or the intentional act with the grace of God to completely and unreservedly commit oneself to the providential care of God the Father, similar to other acts of consecration that are familiar to Catholics today, such as the Marian consecration, for example. Consecration to the Sacred Heart is the willful act to entrust all of our belongings to God. Finances, material possessions, and our soul all belong to Jesus when we consecrate ourselves to his sacred heart. The second component, reparation, is our conscience awareness and active sorrow toward Jesus. The grave injustices that are committed daily against his sacred heart are what we mourn. In a very profound way, we commit our lives to act in reparation for those unjust sins, and spend time with Jesus to mourn his sorrow over the ingratitude of the world. This is one of the most important aspects of committing oneself to the Sacred Heart, that we love Jesus because he loved us. Like a friend needing someone to help comfort them in moments of great pain or anguish, so are we called to be that friend of Jesus daily and throughout our life. We spend time with him in Eucharistic adoration, Mass, and our personal prayer, comforting him for the sorrow he experiences daily due to the world's neglectful response to his love. The third component, which I've named devotion, are the pious practices we commit ourselves in order to properly consecrate and act in reparation for humanity's ingrat ingratitude towards his love. This includes frequent reception of Holy Communion, especially on the first Friday of the month, frequent visits to confession, veneration of the Sacred Heart image, and a steadfast, saintly commitment to love Jesus, which includes changing one's life for the gospel and allowing God to use us as his servants. So in today's talk, we'll explain the typical acts of devotion, the Sacred Heart devotion, and provide some explanation so that you can take this information with you, apply it to your own life, 
and share it with others as long as you deem necessary and fit. I would like to briefly mention that this devotion throughout the years has been adapted and fit multiple forms. We've had religious orders and others who have taken a more profound, expansive element of the devotion. I'm only going to be referencing the core pieces that are essential to the devotion. And if you wanted to look into some of those, if you will, deeper investigations or practices of the Sacred Heart, you can do that on your own time in your own study as well. But today we're only going to focus on those essential pieces that we can take with us and be able to practice as soon as this this recording is over. Previously, we reflected on the power of the Sacred Heart devotion and its promises. I won't revisit all of them, but I do want to emphasize that the promises of the Sacred Heart are quote-unquote natural consequences. Those are my, my terms. When someone authentically transforms their entire life to Jesus. I want to make it clear to you as the listening audience that the Sacred Heart devotion is not a magic trick where the faithful blindly participate in activities that produce some desired outcome. Rather, the Sacred Heart devotion is a practical and efficacious way to be devout followers of Jesus Christ, to strive being saints on earth and live in such a way that sanctifies the world. This is why it can be said with great confidence that devout followers of the Sacred Heart devotion will change the world. And why? Is because following the Sacred Heart is being a disciple of Jesus. Throughout the centuries, the Church has spent many reflections, theologians have spent many hours, and priests and religious have spent many, many uh, homilies preaching about the importance of the Sacred Heart and how it connects uniquely to the Gospel, which is why I've coined the term, quote-unquote, natural consequences. So if we review those promises of the Sacred Heart um, from a previous talk, we can recall that these promises are not just because we've done A, B, and C on the list, but more importantly, that we've become devout followers of Christ. And because we've become devout followers of Christ, these are the natural consequences that come after that participation in Christ's life. And that's just really important to remember because, again, similar to what we talked about previously, throughout the years, unfortunately, the Sacred Heart devotion has been abused, primarily in a political sense, where people have believed that either, one, the Sacred Heart allows for anything to happen, which includes even some of the gravest sexual sins that humanity can produce, and because of the Sacred Heart, Jesus loves us, and so therefore, there's no need to ask for a conversion of heart of those people because of the Sacred Heart. That's wrong. And on the flip side, on the other end of the political spectrum, and I call it political intentionally because it's not spiritual, uh, well, at least spiritual in the sense of godly, 
on the other extreme side, we have individuals who have said, if you rigidly do these practices, you're guaranteed heaven without ever going through time to talk about why those practices exist. And so some people, without having any kind of amendment in their life, would follow these practices, but their households were not even close to a reflection of the peace and love of Jesus. And so we don't want to fall into either extremes. We want to land in the middle. It is also important to mention, <clears throat> continuing our thoughts here, that the Sacred Heart devotion is meant to be a lifelong activity and not just embraced in a particular month or time of year. Whether you are a young child learning about this devotion for the first time or someone at the hour of death, the Sacred Heart is meant to impact you at whatever stage of life you're in. As you age, your understanding of Christ's Sacred Heart will develop. You do not need to be a scholar, academic, or professional apologist to understand the Sacred Heart devotion. Rather, if you embrace the gospel for a lifetime, which is indeed what the Sacred Heart devotion is designed to do, you will notice God's unfathomable mercy and kindness toward you and your families. You will notice how wonderfully magnificent his providential care is for you, and in turn, you will reciprocate love to him. This is important to understand because the Sacred Heart is not meant for the month of June alone. It is meant to be embraced forever. And though many people will forget the Sacred Heart after June, we are called to live out this devotion, quote-unquote, all the days of our life. I mention this explicitly also because if you really want to get the most out of the Sacred Heart, it's important that this becomes a lifelong devotion and not just something that you do when the month of June occurs or maybe if it's the new flavor of the month kind of deal. You want to have the Sacred Heart devotion be part of your life as much as possible because that's what it's designed to do is to infiltrate your life and infuse it with godly character. So let's go ahead and now turn to the primary aspects of the devotion. Many of us who listen to Catholic radio understand what it means when we say the word consecration. We have many pious practices that embrace consecration, such as the 33 days to morning glory, which is a series of prayers and reflections designed for us to commit ourselves to the protection of the Mother of God, Mary Most Holy. Typically, consecration includes specific actions, namely in the form of prayer, that transform our hearts and minds to the reality of God's providential care. We typically invoke God for particular blessings during the consecration, such as good outcomes for our jobs, families, and personal matters. In short, consecration is dedicating oneself to the service and worship of God. And that comes from the Catholic Encyclopedia. The Sacred Heart devotion is no different than other authentic Catholic practices that invoke the need for consecration. We dedicate our service and worship to God by consecrating ourselves to the Sacred Heart. Unique to this devotion is the form in which the consecration takes. Though it is proper to recite a consecration prayer to the Sacred Heart, 
we are called to consecrate ourselves continuously through frequent reception of the sacraments, namely the Eucharist and confession. We are also called to venerate a sacred image of our Lord and his sacred heart. As you may recall, one of the promises of the sacred heart is this, I will bless every place in which an image of my heart is exposed and honored. Therefore, the principal means for us to consecrate our lives to the Sacred Heart is through devotion to the Eucharist. We are specifically called to practice this in two ways. First, we are asked to receive our Lord frequently in the Eucharist, especially on the first Friday of the month. Namely, we are devout to devout ourselves and commit to receiving our Lord in the Eucharist for nine consecutive First Fridays, as is detailed in the greatest promise of the Sacred Heart. And I quote, I promise you in the excessive mercy of my heart that my all-powerful love will grant to all those who receive Holy Communion on the First Fridays in nine consecutive months the grace of final perseverance. They shall not die in my disgrace, nor without receiving their sacraments. My divine heart will be their safe refuge in this last moment, end quote. This is why, for those who are a little younger, why many parishes have specific confession and mass times on the first Friday of every month. And I will also say that parishes also, at least the ones that I have been with, have also extended an opportunity for more adorers for adoration as well including con increased um, confession and mass times unique to the first Friday. So some of you may be asking yourself, why Friday? Why not Sunday or Wednesday? Why, why Friday? Well, the Sacred Heart devotion is distinctly connected to the greatest act of love the world has ever known. and That is Jesus Christ crucified. It is there where the humiliated Lord crucified because of our sin, willfully embrace the suffering of torture and death to give us eternal life. It is on the cross where Jesus looked mercifully upon creation and loved us. This is what Jesus asks us to remember in this devotion, to remember how much he loved us by hanging almost lifeless on the cross a cross which he embraced because he loved us. Though the world, even today, neglected his divine membership, he remained steadfast in love for those who believed in him. It is love for each one of us that motivated him to pick up the cross, carry it up the slope to Calvary, and die. Remembering Good Friday, then, has a particular meaning for those devoted to the Sacred Heart. And, as a reminder, every Mass we participate in is a re-representation or memorial of Christ's death on the cross. That is why we are asked to frequently join in Christ's suffering by being present with Him at Mass, where we join St. John, the disciple whom He loved, and our Blessed Lady at the foot of the cross to mourn the death of our King. 
It is important that we aim to receive our Lord in the Eucharist on the first Friday of the month. This is particular to the devotion. This is due in large part to the connection of the devotion to Good Friday and our Lord's sorrowful passion. Obviously, if it is impossible for us to attend Mass on Friday, for instance, maybe we live in a rural area and there's no Mass offered for 40-50 miles on, on the first Friday, then trying to receive our Lord sometime after or before that first Friday would be okay. But the Church has been very clear, and the saints have also been very clear, that we should aim to target that first Friday as part um, of this devotion to receive our Lord worthily um, in communion. We are also called, as we attend these First Friday Masses, to offer our personal intentions in reparation for the many sins committed against the Sacred Heart of Jesus. This includes especially the many people that are ungrateful to our Lord in the Eucharist, which brings our Lord greater sorrow than what had happened on Calvary. When we attend Masses on First Fridays, we are to be mindful and sorrowful for the sins committed against Christ, which is a form of reparation. We comfort Christ's agony by willfully standing at the foot of the cross at Mass. As a friend, we are there for him. This is the proper means for us to participate in the First Friday Masses. Of course, we should not be discouraged and refuse to offer other intentions to Jesus at Mass. We are encouraged to offer our personal intentions also to our Lord, so do not hold back. Offer him what you need, for his death on the cross is for you. However, do not forget about Jesus himself and take time to mourn his passion and be there at his side. This is why some have encouraged devout followers of the Sacred Heart to pray the sorrowful mysteries of the Rosary or pray the Stations of the Cross on the first Friday as well in order to fully embrace Christ's love in his sorrowful passion. I would also include and for those of us in the listening audience who unfortunately have family members who have turned away from the faith, the First Friday devotion is a great way for you to offer a Mass in reparation for the sins committed against the Sacred Heart, and in particular those that have been committed from our families. You may be the only person in your family that is offering those prayers of reparation to God, saying sorry, genuinely saying sorry for the sins that your family has committed. Though you may not be responsible for their sins, our Lord still receives your act of sorrow and care for him lovingly. And in fact, similar to St. Margaret Mary, God, our Lord specifically Jesus, asks you to be there for him, um, to comfort him and console him in those moments of when humanity falls and how ungrateful they are to him. And so for those who are devoted to the Sacred Heart or maybe want to be, or let's say you're someone who is unfortunately in the middle where you have a family that's not devoted to, to Christ at all or has committed some sins that have caused them to fall away from the faith and not receive the sacraments, 
please know that this Sacred Heart devotion is a calling to you, an opportunity for you to be able to offer those sins, offer that consolation to our Lord so that the Lord knows that someone cares that the family is not doing the will of God. And at least in my experience, most of the individuals who do offer this for their families bring Christ's peace and joy with them and are able to transform their families. So just something for all of us to think about. Since we are called to attend Mass frequently, it is also worth noting that frequent reception of the Sacrament of Confession is also embedded in the Sacred Heart devotion. We are not to receive our Lord unworthily in the Eucharist, or put another way, being in a state of mortal sin and receiving our Lord in the Eucharist. And when we are in a state where we cannot receive communion, we do need the grace from the sacrament of confession. Note that the devotion calls us to, quote, receive our Lord in communion, close quote, and not merely to keep Jesus in our minds or in our hearts. The devotion requires us to receive communion and to do so worthily, under the guidelines and direct orders of the church that is governed by Christ himself. Therefore, it is understandable why confession is an important sacrament for us to access if we are to continue our devotion to the Sacred Heart worthily. Taking a step back, we notice something about this devotion that is spiritually healthy. If we go to Mass every first Friday, and offer our intention and reparation for the sins committed against the Sacred Heart, we also, just using simple logic, should receive the Sacrament of Reconciliation monthly as well. Though there is nothing stopping us from receiving our Lord when having venial sins on our soul, it is advisable and encouraged to commit to confession every month as a routine part of our spiritual life. Please take a moment to reflect with me here. Think of how much that could change the world. If people willfully attended confession and mass every month with the heart of Jesus on their mind, I promise you the world will look very different than it does today, which is why, along with so many others attracted to the Sacred Heart, do not hesitate to testify to the transforming power of this devotion, not only in our lives, our family lives, but also that of the world. The practice of the Sacred Heart teach us the humility of Christ, which is a prerequisite to understanding his love. We grow in humility and love by participating in this devotion, and in turn, we transform the world. Frequent reception of communion in reparation for the sins committed against Jesus Christ, namely on the first Friday of each month, is a core practice of this devotion. In other words, it's one of the most important pieces. We are also asked to consider spending time with our Lord in Eucharistic adoration. Throughout the history of the devotion, the faithful have included a holy hour, that is to reflect on Christ's morning at the Mount of Olives on Holy Thursday night. 
we are to quote-unquote accompany Jesus in his arrest from the olive to the inner walls of Jerusalem. St. Padre Pio, a great admirer and devout follower of the Sacred Heart, wrote a beautiful reflection on the Lord's experience on Holy Thursday night. We are called to a similar meditation, which helps us embrace with better confidence the reality of what occurred on First Friday. Put another way, we are asked to fully embrace the love Jesus had for us from Holy Thursday night, where he was betrayed by his best friend. The unfathomable love Christ has for us is to be meditated on in our holy hour with him. I encourage anyone that is listening to consider taking one hour each week, if you don't have one already, and spend time with Jesus in the Eucharistic Adoration Chapel or wherever he is present in the tabernacle. Simply being there with Jesus is a great way for him to not only help you, but also for him to embrace you and give you what you need. The Sacred Heart Devotion calls us, when possible, to adore our Lord with greater fervor, which includes being with him in Eucharistic adoration. We also need a reminder of the Sacred Heart of Jesus at home. After all, Jesus is supposed to be the King of our lives, and that includes our homes where we raise our families. Devout followers of the Sacred Heart are called to display an image of the Sacred Heart in a prominent place in the home where it can be exposed and honored. Typically, this is done via an enthronement ceremony, where the Sacred Heart image is placed in the home and honored by the family through prayers, songs, and reflections. There are many good resources out there regarding the enthronement of the home to the Sacred Heart of Jesus, so I won't spend time going through a typical enthronement event. However, I do think it's important for us to consider how the enthronement should occur, as well as proper preparation of family members to grow in devotion to the Sacred Heart. And, referring back to our previous reflection on the Sacred Heart, discussing the promises, also remember that this enthronement ceremony can also be used for a business um, or a specific location so this is not just for the home, but it is especially meant for families and for venerate, venerating the Sacred Heart image in our homes. It is promised that those who expose and honor the Sacred Heart in their homes will receive God's blessings of peace. I mentioned in my previous reflection that it is wise for fathers to lead and embrace the Sacred Heart devotion with their families. I strongly encourage all men, especially fathers, to enthrone the Sacred Heart image in their homes. It is also wise, if practical, for a priest to be present and help lead the enthronement ceremony in the home, which connects the importance of the enthronement with the sacramental life of the Church. Therefore, my recommendation to everyone is to ask a priest to assist in the enthronement ceremony and provide a formal blessing over the home as well. This is particularly powerful for children, for when they see the solemn reverence given to the Sacred Heart, they too will understand its importance. But unfortunately throughout the years, 
Some people have neglected to properly prepare themselves to commit their lives to Jesus through the Sacred Heart. Some of you whom are listening may have similar stories. I'm referring to situations where the Sacred Heart image was enthroned in the home, quote-unquote, but the morality of the home did not change. Or, in some instances, one parent wanted the Sacred Heart image enthroned while the other did not. Some believe that placing the Sacred Heart image in the home would quote-unquote fix their family's issues without the firm resolution of faith that the devotion requires. This goes back to that promise of the Sacred Heart that where my image is exposed and honored, there will be peace. Some people said, well, my peace is absolute, my home is absolute mayhem. There is no peace here. So if we just simply put that image on the wall, we should be peaceful. But there was no resolution to try to engage our Lord in prayer to ask, how can I be an instrument to the peace of which you desire this home to have? There was none of that. So unfortunately, some people, the Sacred Heart image is a painful sign of the abandonment of God, as they remember the painful memories of growing up in a household where the image was present, but the love and presence of God was not. Therefore, a word of advice. As I've mentioned multiple times in both talks, the Sacred Heart devotion is not a magic trick. It is a life-changing activity. And in fact, it is so impactful that it helps us exercise great virtue, which in turn leads us to heaven. It is through that great virtue that brings peace into the home. It is that great virtue that brings souls to Christ. It is that great virtue that changes the world. But virtue cannot be achieved without a firm resolution to live a life worthy of the gospel which requires, among other things, number one, a conversion of heart, and number two, changing one's life continually for Christ. The Sacred Heart devotion, properly understood, is not a one-time event. It is a lifelong endeavor, and parents should always strive to live their lives in a way that reflects the gospel. To live a life of the gospel is impossible, impossible without the grace of God. And for the Catholic, one cannot expect a godly life without the transforming power of the sacraments. So in short, please remember that the Sacred Heart is meant to change everyone's life, and encouraging one another toward that saintly destiny is our calling. As you continue to grow in your devotion of the Sacred Heart, you will begin to notice your prayer life reflecting that change. Your prayer will begin to include more invocations to the Sacred Heart, such as Sacred Heart of Jesus, I trust in you, or Heart of Jesus, help me be more like you. Some of you may want to study the Sacred Heart devotion in more detail, and there are many good books and resources out there on it. But I have a few recommendations to help us grow in the Sacred Heart devotion, along with the primary means that we described earlier. First, I recommend that we read and pray the Litany of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. 
The litany consists of 33 invocations of Christ's life, one for each year of his life. Take one invocation and meditate on it. For example, one of them is this, Heart of Jesus, source of all consolation, have mercy on us. Ponder what this means. Are you experiencing spiritual dryness? Are you finding your prayers to be uneventful and burdensome? By merely reflecting on this line, we are reminded that the heart of Jesus is the source of all consolation. In turn, if we are experiencing dryness, maybe the action we should consider is not doing more per se, but rather turning confidently to the heart of Jesus for help. So the next time that you're experiencing spiritual dryness, spiritual desolation, remember that the heart of Jesus is the source of what you seek. You seek consolation. He is the source of that. That little reminder may be all that is needed to help you understand your spiritual reality and quote-unquote offer your suffering appropriately. This is just one example, but I will attest in my own life, I have found that the litany of the Sacred Heart has an invocation for any problem that I need help with. I found it very refreshing, and I've gained hope when my personal prayer is infused with a matching invocation of the Sacred Heart. And I ask you to consider that as well. The second prayer to consider is a prayer attributed to St. Padre Pio, which is commonly known as the Novena to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. If you are a fan of Pray More Novenas, which is a website and also it's a listserv where thousands, if I recall correctly, have access to novenas and they send reminders in your email when certain novenas occur. So if you are praying the Sacred Heart of Jesus novena, you're actually praying this one that I'm about to mention. This novena prayer was recited every day by Padre Pio, St. Padre Pio, for all those who asked for his prayers. The faithful are invited to recite it daily so as to be spiritually united with the prayer of Padre Pio and also a very efficacious way to have your prayers answered um, in Christ Jesus. There's, again, many websites and others that have this resource. And I want to briefly go through it just so that you know what it sounds like. So here is the prayer. It begins by this, like this. Oh, my Jesus, you have said, truly I say to you, ask and you will receive, seek and you will find, knock and it will be opened to you. Behold, I knock, I seek and ask for the grace of, and then you just list your request. It might be an individual intention. It might be a series of intentions. Literally, God cannot be outdone. Just give everything to him. Then you are to say one, one our Father, one Hail Mary, one Glory Be. And then you say, Sacred Heart of Jesus, I place all my trust in you. The second stanza, O my Jesus, you have said, truly I say to you, if you ask anything of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Behold, in your name, I ask the Father for the grace of, name your request, 
one our Father, one Hail Mary, one Glory be. And Sacred Heart of Jesus, I place all my trust in you. Then the third stanza, O my Jesus, you have said, Truly I say to you, heaven on earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Encouraged by your infallible words, I now ask for the grace of, the request, Our Father, Hail Mary, Glory be, Sacred Heart of Jesus, I place all my trust in you. And then you pray this, O Sacred Heart of Jesus, for whom it is impossible not to have compassion on the afflicted, have pity on us, on us miserable sinners, and grant us the grace which we ask of you, through the sorrowful and immaculate heart of Mary, your tender mother and ours. Then you say, the Hail Holy Queen, and then you finish by invocating St. Joseph, by asking St. Joseph, foster father of Jesus, pray for us. I will say in my own life that I can attest that this prayer works, and I mean that with 100% certainty. I've, I won't share my personal testimony per se, um, just because... There might be some in the listening audience that may know me well enough and know maybe what the intention was, and I don't want to break any confidentiality or other things, but make that specific intention, use that simple format, just trust that God is going to answer, and folks, it does work. So, And I'm sure that for some of you listening, you may have said that same novena, that same series of prayers, and received other graces. And so just know that you won't be disappointed if you try it. So now some final thoughts. St. Margaret Mary Aliqua, the woman whom our Lord called to be the instrument that shared the sacred heart to a desperate world, shared that our Lord told her about the primacy of this devotion and how it was the quote-unquote last effort of his love to save mankind, close quote. Other devotions, such as the Divine Mercy, have illumined in greater detail the depths of Christ's unfathomable mercy. However, the Sacred Heart devotion remains as the principal, or what I would say, key devotion that Christ desires the world to know in order to truly love and know Him. The Sacred Heart of Jesus is meant for all of us, and in particular for Catholics. Right now, we are in a Eucharistic revival, which is an initiative designated by, or designed, excuse me, by the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops to restore faith in the Holy Eucharist among the faithful. I believe that rediscovering the Sacred Heart devotion is a good way for us to participate in this revival. If we devote ourselves completely to the Sacred Heart of Jesus and evangelize this message of love to our families and our friends, I believe that we can revitalize our society in ways that currently seem impossible or extravagant. I firmly believe that the Sacred Heart devotion is a devotion for our times. Though it has been around for multiple centuries, it is often the case that particular devotions need time to grow before the entire potential of its power is illustrated to the world. Personally, I think that the Sacred Heart devotion and the rekindling of the divine love through it is the answer to the many ills of our society today. In particular, the attacks on the family, sexuality, and on the church itself. If we return to the bosom of Christ, where his sacred heart dwells, I think we will find the answer to the tough questions of our day. Remember that our fight is a spiritual one. The devil desires to destroy us through division 
and confusion. We are to hold fast to the truths given to us, which include the reality of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 to 18 says the following, and I quote, Finally, be strengthened in the Lord and in the strength of his power. Clothe yourselves with the full armor of God, so that you will be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world rulers of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavens. For this reason, take up the full armor of God, so that you may be able to stand your ground on the evil day, and having done everything to stand. Stand firm, therefore, by fastening the belt of truth around your waist, by putting on the breastplate of righteousness, by fitting your feet with the preparation that comes from the good news of peace, and in all of this, by taking up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. With every prayer and petition, pray at all times in the Spirit, and to this end be alert with all perseverance and petitions for all the saints. Close quote. May we all follow the advice of St. Paul, Jesus, meek and humble of heart, make our hearts like unto thine. Amen.